This podcast is brought to you by Comics in Power, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. Comicsinpower.com Dreamcatcher podcast, where we try to catch our dreams and see if any dream we have, every idea and fantasy we ever have, is something we, humankind, can eventually create. That's the big question. We ask it here every week, each time, about something different. And let's see if we ever get a no. Last time, we tackled Spider-Man. Now, I asked whether we could eventually climb on walls. Turned out the answer was yes. Today, let's tackle another Spider-Man power. Webbings. Can I become Spider-Man? Or can I in the future, like if I live 100 years from now, uh, 200 years from now, can I have webbings? Can we actually create webbing technology that is as good as Peter Parker's? No. I really hope I didn't reveal his secret identity on the air, but you're not going to tell anyone, right? I mean, I really didn't mean to do that. Anyway, webbings. Can it be done? Well, the answer may surprise you. Let's start at the December 2015 issue of Biochemist Magazine, where they dedicated their entire issue to biochemistry of things that are on the big screen. Now, I'll read to you from the, from the uh, table of contents. For example, page four, commentary, con of worms. Now, page 10, is artificial blood safe for vampires to eat? That's in the Biochemist magazine. Page 14, Jurassic World, just how impossible is it? By the way, this is definitely a subject for a future Dreamcatcher podcast. Page 26, The War of the Worlds and Antibiotic Resistance, a case study for science teaching. Oh, and I skipped over page 6, Spider-Man Silks, Science and Fiction, written by Professor Fritz Vorath. That's the one we want. The entire article treats Spider-Man like a real person who has been documented in movies and television shows. For example, Here's a quote. Seeing homoarachnoids tumble and swing suggests a good capacity for high G-forces, comparable to that of astronauts and Formula One drivers. Indeed, spiders have such capacity and will build webs in forces up to 14 G. That's 14 times Earth's gravity, which is crazy. So, first let's take a look at what webbings, or as he calls them, silks, actually are. The article says, silks are a diverse group of filmanitis. Hold, hold it. I have to figure out how to say this. Hold it. <laughs> Film. <laughs> Dictionary calm. 
Let's see if you can figure out before I do. F-I-L-A-M-E-N-T-O-U-S. You lucky have a slow computer. Come on. Alright, the word is filamentous, filamentous. Good lord, that's a slow computer. Let's do it on the other computer. Filamentous. No, dictionary. Tear it. Filamentous. Let's go back. So the quote was, silks are a diverse group of filamentous materials produced by a range of anthropods, which have independently evolved both the material and its various uses, starting approximately 400 million years ago. Now hold on, let's stop there. What he's saying is that 400 million years ago, through evolution, the ability to spin webs, silks, developed independently in a few different races of animals. Developing independently means, well, uh, for example, we didn't develop arm and legs independently. The monkeys from which we come already had them, and they didn't develop them either. We got our eyes from them and hair and sexual organs, not to mention the heart, liver, stomach, the way blood works in our body, lungs, and so on. But sometimes in nature, the same functionality that takes millions of years to be created through evolution is created independently into completely different types of animals with no relation to each other and no no one being the source for the other. So I remember the first time I ran into this concept, uh, I was 18 or so, and I just read one of Larry Niven's first science fiction stories, and it was about astronauts finding a life form on Mars. And it turned out the life form had eyes. And the astronauts couldn't believe that a species that developed on Earth with no contact with uh, us developed the same body part, the same functionality, the same complex functionality, and that it looked the same. And then one of the characters reminded them that squids on Earth developed the same eyes that humans have, and even though the last connection between squids and us did not have eyes. So those eyes developed independently. Now, there are a few examples of independent evolution, actually called convergent evolution in the world. The one I like the most is how koalas managed to develop human fingerprints completely independently of humans. I think they're the only animals, besides us, that have fingerprints. Or maybe we have koala fingerprints. Who knows? So, anyway... Here's what the article says about silks developing in animals. Silks have independently evolved many times, including 23 times within the insects, that's independently. Quote, once within the spiders, remember spiders aren't insects, and at least once with crustaceans. Now, how are silks created anyway? Article says, all silks are protein polymers that rely on extrusion spinning to activate the correct chemical processing pathway which guides the gel-like precursor 
dope. Wasn't cursing anyone, that's what it's called, dope. To largely self-assemble into the solid fiber we call silk. So it shoots out. It's one thing when it shoots out and when it hits the air and converges, what happens is it becomes the web, the silk. There are different types of silks, but only a limited number in all places in nature where it appears, which indicates that there are only a limited number of ways to create silk fiber. But using these same protein motifs, meaning the same patterns made out of proteins, can lead to many different materials. And today, quote, nature has evolved these materials over hundreds of millions of years of trials and error, and this is now providing intellectual stimuli for industrial material research and development. Which means that there are now technologies being developed regarding how to create really powerful materials using silk webbing technology. By the way, I just thought of some. Let's imagine instead of using cranes, we can actually use webs. <laughs> like, like, you know, like Spanish go thwip, like that. Can't do this sound effect like that, and then you just lift the thing without cranes. I don't think that's what they're developing, but that's what I would develop. Which brings us back to Spider-Man. Now the article says: in-depth inspection slash analysis of an extensive online database of video imagery, as well as background visual literature, commonly called comic strips confirms that Spider-Man seems to shoot filaments from the wrist. This immediately raises a number of questions. First, where are the silk glands situated? As silk dope, again not cursing anyone, takes time to synthesize, these glands must be rather bulky to hold sufficient material to allow a day's travel. So, <laughs> he doesn't have, like there's no like in his thin web shooters or if you look at if it comes from his own body he needs he needs a lot of room like if we would do it for real we would need a lot of room to contain all the material that eventually becomes webbing now at the end at the end of the day the article says spider-man should weigh a lot less than he does in the beginning of the day because he uses up all that material and most of the weight loss by the way would be water now <laughs> how strong now how strong i'm sorry i'm enjoying this how strong does a silk have to be first of all it would have to hold spider-man but then the weight has to be greater because you would be swinging on the web which increases the force on the webbing Plus, you make spins. Um, sometimes you carry someone or rescue someone, which would double the strength of the webbing. Not to mention the fact that sometimes you would catch people falling, which again adds to the stress of the silk. For a human webbing, for a future human webbing to be that strong, the article says, we actually can use certain spider silks, which can carry that relative weight when small, to carry the same weight or force, because weight is a force, it would have to be the width of a cable. But it's possible. Interesting. Now there's another element though, and that is the technology of using two threads instead of one. What spiders do is they always use two different threads 
to create one silk, each thread is strong enough to hold up the spider. Using both of them together creates a more powerful silk. Now, personally, if I were to build this future webbing, which there's no chance I ever would, I would have one webbing machine create two threads that automatically spin around each other as they are released, which creates the strongest webbing. So, let's see what we have, and is it possible? Is it possible to create webbing as relatively strong as a spider's? Yes. Is a spider's webbing strong enough when it's big and wide enough to hold Spider-Man, a rescued person, and spin around a building at the same time? While maybe catching a third person, because let's give him that. Yes, are people actually working on technology that does this? although not in order to create spider people. Yes. So today's question was, can I have webbings like Spider-Man? Yes, you can. The big question of the podcast is, can anything we imagine be created? So far, we have two for two. Yes. Join us next time to see what else is or isn't impossible because we're going to tackle Spidey's spider sense. Let's see if it's possible or impossible. I'm Gaiason. The website is dreamcatcher.vision. On Twitter, I'm at dreamcatcherpod. And if you want to email me with comments or even a question that we need to test out, like something fantastic that can't possibly be, uh, to check if it could be, send it to hello at dreamcatcher.vision. Now, by the way, if you want to read this article and all the other articles in the magazine, the big screen issue of Biochemist can be found online. I'll put a link to dreamcatcher.vision, the website, uh, in the blog post about the article. So be with us next time on Dreamcatcher. One last thing. This podcast was brought to you by Comics in Power, the comic book store for the blind and the visually impaired. Comicsinpower.com